Hey y'all, Ashley here, and I've been talking about why you should not niche, and today I want to talk about when it is time to niche. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. Now, I will say it's really funny to me. I... um, I want to say I overheard, but it actually was on Facebook. So it was more like I witnessed (laughs) a conversation among a group of writers. I think it was in one of my copywriting groups where people were saying, is it niche or is it niche? And I thought it was funny because depending on the sentence, I usually, I may say both. I kind of alternate depending like on what the word is in front of the word, but usually I say niche. And I don't know why I landed there, but um, there it is. Now, if you're a longtime listener, you will know that my voice sounds a little bit different today. Um, I'm coming at you now with a disclaimer. I've had a sinus infection for like a week, and um, I'm going to sound a little more breathy today also because I've had some vertigo, and that's like a new thing for me. It's really not what I'm used to. And they say it's low blood pressure. So I'm doing things to boost my red blood cell count which I know is so exciting. (laughs) Um, But the other thing is that I get really short of breath really easily right now, which is totally weird. Anyway, so um, I'm on the medical hunt. I'm, don't worry, I'm seeing people to help me get to the bottom of this. But in the meantime, the the quality of my voice may sound a little bit different for the next few episodes, in part because I'm batching and in part because I don't know when this funk is going to go away. And I feel like there's all this stuff going on and I don't know when it's going to end. Anyway, so if you feel properly disclaimed at this point, which I hope so, then we're going to jump in to the topic of this episode, which is, as I said before, when do you niche or when do you niche? (laughs) I'm going to say niche for the most part, Um, I guess because I'm a Southern girl and because I am a linguist more than a grammarist um, and linguists approach language from the viewpoint of flexibility. Whereas grammarists approach it with the viewpoint of rigidity. Anyway, prescriptive versus descriptive, etc. Look it up if you think that sounds cool. Anyway, so when do you niche? My opinion on when you choose a niche um, is that you do it when you are uncomfortable with the way things are. So let me say more about that. How many times have you um, heard someone or saw someone talking on Facebook about how they've been doing, you know, this client work for XYZ type of client, and they are just so tired of it for whatever reason. I hang out in a lot of groups with service providers. So I see this with some frequency where people are like, I've been building funnels for a year and a half, and I would used to take anyone and everyone who came to me, but I'm really tired of working for all these supplement dudes right? So, um, or they'll take the opposite approach and they'll say, I've been working with, you know, anyone who comes in my door for the past year and a half. And I really, really love working with the mompreneurs who are selling their um, sewn things on Etsy, right? So whenever you get to either of those points where you're like, I'm really tired of this, you know, I really don't like the stuff that I'm doing, Or you get to the point where you're like, holy cow, this is amazing. I want to do more of this. 
Both of those are clues that it's time to niche down at least a little bit. Okay, so when you, a part of choosing your niche is finding, I hear a lot of people call it the sweet spot, where you are really talented at helping this particular type of individual or this particular type of business, maybe with a specific service that you offer, or for us, that might be like a type of written product that you offer. Um, so it's the things that you're really good at. And it's also your niche should be something that you are really interested in doing. So your niche may be a topic. If there's a topic that you just think is really interesting, and it comes easily to you, and you do really well when you're writing about it, that is a clue for your niche. If there is a type of customer that you have that you either enjoy working with, or you find that they're a lot lower maintenance, you know, they're a lot easier to deal with. Um, they pay on time. <laughs> you have no complaints about this type of customer and you have lots of complaints about a different type of customer. That's a clue that you have found a niche for yourself, or at least that you, you can burrow down one level. So if you are writing anything for anyone, and like I said before, you have had a few clients who sell supplements and you've written maybe a sales page for several of these, or you write emails or blog posts, I guess, or whatever. And you find that you really don't like that type of work, then you are allowed to stop taking that type of work. Um, so now, you know, it, it would be tough to define your niche as anything for anyone except not supplements. <laughs> But as you're making decisions about the types of clients you want to move away from, that gives you some insight into the types of clients you want to move toward. So if you're thinking about it and you're like, gosh, I'm really, I'm really tired of this stuff, but I really kind of like this other stuff over here. Here's your sign, <laughs> as Jeff Foxworthy would say, or he'd say more um, accented. Here's your sign, right? Here's your sign that you are discovering your niche. You are finding your way and it takes time. That's why I have launched this whole message to y'all, to everyone really, <laughs> well, not really everyone, to y'all, about why you you don't have to pick a niche. And for the vast majority of, majority of us, we shouldn't pick niches. We, we shouldn't um, really limit ourselves until we know the types of things we want to limit ourselves to or the types of things we want to stay away from. So take note, you know, take note of the work that you get to your desk or your, you know, kitchen table and you're really looking forward to it or you think it's exciting or if not, you know, overt enthusiasm, you you find that it's energizing somehow or it's something that is not difficult to keep doing or that you at least you're not dreading. And you may notice that there are other things that you are starting to dread. I will say that I shifted more focus onto my courses and onto projects like this podcast and whatnot when my writing business was enough to sustain itself um, because I wanted to get out of writing blog posts. You guys, I wrote so many blog posts. I mean, just hundreds, maybe thousands of blog posts over the past 10 years. And maybe a year ago, year and a half ago, I just kind of, I realized that I really was dreading most of my assignments, not all of them. There are some clients I really 
you know, they let me kind of do whatever I want. And so I could use those to look into something I was interested in or to learn a little bit more. Um, And I find that working relationship enjoyable enough that I look forward to it. But even with the clients whose relationships, you know, I like them on a personal level. It's like, man, if I have to write another blog post on this specific type of career, I just might cry. I don't want to do this anymore. And it got to the point where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore for so much of my blogging work that I thought, well, this has been my niche for a really long time. And I know about other stuff. I've been practicing other stuff in my own business. Maybe it's time to really get serious about offering this as a service to other clients. And that is how I shifted niches. I actually niched pretty deeply. I was a I was specializing in blog posts for personal finance bloggers. So that was my niche. And it was a good spot. I kind of hung out in that spot for years, for a long time. And I wrote a bunch of stuff and, you know, became the person people tagged in comments and stuff like that, which was pretty cool. But then it was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And the thing is that the types of writing that I was learning more about brought more money and they brought more, um, maybe not notoriety, but, um, when one person hired me to do some of his funnel copy, um, word got out that I could write funnel copy, right? When, um, and then when someone else um, was looking for a writer there in their own network that I wasn't quite a part of yet, it was, it was a really easy connection to, to recommend me. So now I do more, um, my niche is more funnel copy, which is actually broader than blog posts because funnel copy involves emails, um, different types of email sequences. It involves different pages on within a sales funnel. Um, and I'll do it for any, really any kind of project. Ecom is not something I do as much of, but I've even done some ecom, come to think of it. More ecom than I realized in the beginning. Anyway, so I actually kind of unniched <laughs> a little bit. I didn't burrow down. I tunneled up a little bit. I, I changed where I was going with my niche. And that's the thing about niches. It's they, they your niche will find you. You can listen to your thought process. You can listen to your body. You can listen to the energy that you're bringing to your work and use that information because there's information in there, information about whether you enjoy this, whether you're afraid of it, whether you dread it. Any of that can be used as guidance for choosing your new niche. So what I want y'all to do is when you start out or when you just aren't clear, even if you've been doing this for like five years, if you don't feel clear on what exactly you want to offer or to whom you would like to offer your services, keep taking whatever comes your way. Avoid the stuff that you know you don't like if there is anything, um, but then otherwise keep moving forward. Taking anything and everything that comes your way and see how you respond to it. See how you physically respond to it. See how you mentally respond to it or um, see how your energy that you bring to it and your attention responds to it. And you may find that you're going to be a generalist for a really long time. And it's not till you've been doing this for two or three years that you get really super clear on, I want to work with female entrepreneurs who are selling um, creative services and they are kind of into woo. (laughs) 
you know, I have a friend of mine who um, she's in DI with me and she's like, I am so tired of working with all these different people. I just want to work with these soulful women whose missions are ones that I can get behind. Right. So that's her new niche. And she is excelling. She's incredible at what she does. She's found a market who loves her and who she loves to serve. But she's been doing this stuff for years. And she ran a blog, I think, before she even got into the marketing piece, right? So she's been in this online business stuff for years and years. And she only just found her agency, like her service provider niche. So sometimes it takes time. Sometimes uh, it doesn't take time and it hits you right over, you know, it's really super obvious. But for most of us, it takes some time. But once you start getting these clues about what you do and don't want to do, who you do and don't want to do it for, and what you dread versus what you love, you can start channeling your energy in that direction. And just like I said, when you are marketing yourself as a generalist, you can lead with one thing and offer other things. I would take that approach too. You might, or you can lead with anything um, and then uh, specialize kind of on the back end, right? You can do that when you are moving toward a niche too. You can you can lead with, I specialize in this service or I specialize in this market and that's what you're actively looking for. But then when you find other things that are interesting, you can just sort of not lead with that and then um, focus on your versatility and the other things that qualify you for whatever that position is. So I know I'm going to get questions about, well, how do you market yourself if you have a semi-niche? <laughs> And I would say the same way, more or less, that you'd market yourself as a generalist. Take the same approach. Just be strategic about how you present yourself. Be willing to whatever, you know, be willing to do whatever comes your way um, or don't, you know, lead with I'll do anything, but then be more selective on the back end. And so if you get right to that, that reminds me, if you get leads that you know are not a good fit for you, you know, they're not part of whatever, whoops, they're not part of whatever you envision your new niche to be, or at least this new direction. How do you turn that work down without like publicly claiming? Like if someone comes to you and they want you to write their car sales copy and you're like, oh, I already know that I don't want to write about cars anymore. Tell them that you, you might just say, I don't think that I'm the right writer for you, but you know, here are XYZ referrals. Or you can say, I'm really booked out, um, but I'd be happy to help you find another writer, right? So just because you are available technically and the work is in front of you, you don't have to take it if you don't want to. And it's okay to turn down work, even if the only reason that you're turning it down is that you don't want to do it. <laughs> okay, so I think I've anticipated all the questions I can think of at the moment in my sinus infection addled brain. But of course, if you have more questions, you know how to reach me. You can probably the best way to find me right now is in my Facebook group. We are called the Inkwell Guild. You can look us up on Facebook or you can go to ashleygainer.com slash Facebook and that should take you right there and request to join and we will be happy to let you in and hang out with you. All right, y'all, we've got one more, uh, two or three more weeks <laughs> talking about niches. September is niche month because I have a course coming up that has to do with niches. So it's on my brain. So until next time, I'll see y'all later. Hey, did that sound good to you? If you want to learn more about finding freelance writing clients who are going to pay you well, pay you on time, give you recurring work, and make you really, really happy <laughs> to be a freelance writer, then I have something for you. It is called Client Bound. It is my new course on how to find freelance writing clients. If that sounds good to you, then I recommend that you go to copychatter.com clients and check it out. 
And hey, there's one more thing. If you like Copy Chatter, if you listen to this podcast every week, and if you feel like it has helped you, would you mind leaving me a review um, on iTunes or wherever you're listening? That would be really helpful for me, and I'd really appreciate it. So thank you so much, and I will see you all next week.